When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just can't put a price on it. Just cannot put a price on it. Can't buy this. You can't buy it. Money can't buy it. It's just special. Hello and welcome to the Roper Report podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. My name's Rich Faith and I'm joined for this celebratory podcast down the line from Gloucester by Bomber. How are you, mate? Hello, Richard. Yes, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Probably the happiest I've been since, well, I can't even remember, since Barini scored last time a few Wembleys ago. Absolutely. Probably the happiest I've been as a Sunderland fan since then. Yeah, totally. And how are you, Ant? Ant's on the line from Sunderland. Yeah, really, really good. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to admit this to you know the, the nation. I have cried my eyes out after that. You know, I'm just so I proud am. of them. Um, just yeah, chuffed a bit. You know, it's I want I want to very very quickly just say you know to any Sunderland fan who's out there who's trying kind kind of not want to celebrate and we're getting all this oh it's a shit trophy mm. it's Mickey Mouse it's League One and all that right. Just think four years ago. We've had Simon Grayson, we've had Chris Coleman, we've been bottom of the league, we've had bloody owners that have come in who've acid stripped this club, we've been stuck in League One for nearly you know three years. Go and fucking enjoy it, lads and lasses. Mm. Go and enjoy this today, because this is our fucking moment, alright? So enjoy Absolutely. everything everything that you want to do tonight. Fans of other clubs might make us try and feel guilty about it, or might try and belittle the achievement. At the end of the day, there's only what? You take the league winners. There's four. four, four there's going to be four league winners. There's going to be an FA Cup winner, uh, a league tro- league cup winner, and there's going to be a Papa John's Trophy winner. There's only so there's only seven people who are going to win anything this season mm-hmm. out of the ninety odd league clubs, and we're now one of them. So fucking enjoy it. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's it's uh, tell you what, it's a lot more of a uh, legitimate tournament than the uh, Intertoto Cup. And we'll, <laughs> the less said about that, the better, shall we? So um, yeah, so we beat. We beat Tramley a 1-0. And uh, let's have a little quick go over the game, shall we? Uh, in the major instance. I mean, the first half started off really bloody scrappy. Um, and, you know, the, the, the most... The kind of... The, the biggest thing that happened in the first kind of 15 minutes was the ball looping up off uh, off Grant Ledbitter from a Lewis shot and nearly dropping under the crossbar and, and Lee Burge somehow. I mean, I was, I was thinking he was going to... Like drop it over the line, but he didn't. He secured it. Do a Lee Burge. Well, I mean, we'll come <laughs> on to that. But I thought Lee Burge was absolutely bloody great today. Um, I thought by halfway through the first half, we were actually being outplayed by them. To be frank, and and the really the the, the major incident from the first half, from our perspective, was a, a kind of fortunate run into the box by Chris Maguire, who cut the ball back and didn't quite make out Aidan McGeady, um, and that was on. That was on about 42 minutes. Um, but overall, we were kind of slow and disjointed and we looked like a team that had been patched together um, and, 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 a, and a very different prospect of what we've been over the last few games. What did you think about that, Ant? Yeah, I pretty much nailed on. I, th- I mean, I will give Tramley a lot of credit. I thought they were excellent mm-hmm. today. I thought they were really, really good. I think we've played worse League One teams than Tramley. So I, all the best of them for the rest of the season. But what they did really well, they won the midfield battle very, very early on with um, Ledbetter and Squirn for us. I mean, I thought Ledbetter was... It looked as if he was just coming back from injury. You know, he looked a little bit slow and passive, mm-hmm. but, you know, they got on top and they were putting a few really, really good balls into the box, but they didn't have a striker, did they? They had, like, a, 
a midfielder playing up front, a bit like what we do, really square pegs mm-hmm. and round holes. So they were putting some really dangerous balls, but then they wouldn't let us get the ball to McGeady. A couple of times when McGeady got the ball, I mean, he did he did calm their right back like a kipper for the round about 20 minutes in, put the ball in for Wyke, who, you know, possibly should have done a little bit better than that. But um, no, for the first half, I was worried going into half time. Thought, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to have to change it up a little bit here. But uh, all credit to Tramay, who I thought, you know, to be honest, probably bossed us in the first half. Aye, I mean, I can't disagree with that. And I, I do think, having watched watched all of our games this season, they wouldn't be out of place in the top half of the of, of League One. Did you do you agree, Bomber? Yeah, I thought they I thought they were very good. Um, you know, I mean, if if we think back to the end of last season, that they, they they kind of only went down because of the points per game mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, playing like that, if they'd have if they'd have replicated that, and we were allowed to play those last few games of the season, I think they'd still be in League One. Uh, no, um, and they they've carried that through. So yeah, they certainly didn't look out of place. They didn't look like a League Two team, um, and they've they've done to us what we've done to a, to a lot of teams in League One this season in in kind of soak up a bit of pressure and try and counter and and catch teams on the break. Um, I thought Woolery in particular, I thought was was very very good. Um, mm-hmm. And Lloyd on the other side, I thought their two wide players were were very threatening. I thought Max Power got a bit of a run around that first 25-30 minutes. Um, and yeah, it it looked like up until the um, the the Maguire uh, cutback, it looked like there was only one team really going to score. If there was going to be a a, a a team that was going to score in that first half, um, so yeah, it was um, it was nervy going in at halftime. I was I was I was nervous and thinking, oh, here we go again, a, a little bit. Definitely, I think I think you're reflecting the thoughts of very many Sunderland fans. Mm-hmm. If, if the my uh, halftime perusing of of Twitter is anything to go by. Um, so into the second half, and and to begin with, a great save from Lee Verge after a, a Lloyd shot on on forty seven. I mean, to be frank, if he if he hadn't got his hands to that, it would have been a very different story this game. And like I said, he's he got to be given all the credit for some some really really neat goalkeeping all the way through the match. To be frank, I, I think the thing is with that as well, Rich is, is the shot was hard, but it was straight at him. But how many times this season have we criticised Lee Burge for palming it out back into mm-hmm. the danger? And he mm-hmm. actually pulled that one into his chest, kept hold of it, um, and yeah, did us a solid there. Yeah, but after that, I mean, we we were actually much brighter. We good good start. Um, not that much happened, and then, I mean, I I was. I was just about to call for Lyndon Gooch to be taken off, as I think half of the Sunderland fan base were, yeah. by the looks of it. And uh, and we get the pass of the game, the moment of the game, the the one bit of quality that separated the two sides from Aidan McGeady, a beautiful threaded ball through. Lyndon Gooch one on one with the goalkeeper, and to be frank, I was I was very impressed with his finish. He didn't he didn't try and take it round him. He didn't hesitate. He just banged it in and it was a it was a lovely lovely finish um there was a couple of changes after that and it got a bit scrappy um jack diamond came on for chris mcguire who looked like uh he would have he was expecting Lyndon gooch to be subbed before he'd scored <laughs> he looked really disappointed to come off which is what exactly <laughs> yeah, what you did. want and then we had a, quite a concerted period of tramia pressure again i mean the the lad who came on down the down the wing was it Blackett Taylor? Blackett oh, Taylor, Black yeah. Taylor, yeah. He, he, he was he was really dangerous and he was really causing us lots of problems. Obviously, they brought Dave Nugent on as well, who's no mug, and and they looked dangerous all the way through. But we survived, you know. Um, couple of couple of half chances, but really there wasn't much more to write home about. I mean, if you look at the stats for the game, all right, we had fifty two percent possession and we had thirteen shots, but we only had one on target and they had five. Which I think you know reflects their performance. Uh, you've got to give them a, a lot of credit, but a lot of credit to the Sunderland players as well for sticking in and grinding out a result when it was a patched-up team, to be mm. frank. So uh, let's have a look at some of these uh, three-word reviews. The tweets just gone up um, on on Twitter. Um, we've got Gaia. Um, going to be taking the mick out of how I'm saying his name. Now, guys, you know, we Gaia. fucking won. Met- metronome. It's, it's the Welsh in, it's the Welsh in me. I've been here too long. Um, metronome saying, how we are the lads, of course. Kevin, the, the curse is over. Uh, Aslin, this feels amazing, and it does feel amazing. Uh, statue for Johnson, says Paul Mitchell. I think it might be a little bit premature for that. But Joe, quite rightly, says uh, the Wembley curse is broken. 
Harry Marshall at Bloody Last, Lewis Seger, Let's Fucking Go, uh, Owen Sara, Californian fucking Messi. Loving all these is <laughs> a brilliant. But uh, a really interesting comment from uh, Jamie, Jamie SCFC. Um, momentum changing moment. And that's kind of the, the thing I want to talk about with you, lads, before we go into the player ratings. Is it that? I mean, we've been talking about this possibly going to happen all season. I mean, Gav's been banging on about it, prophesizing that we're going to win the trophy in front of no fans, etc. But do, do you think, um, Bomber, that it's going to be that kind of game-changing moment for us, that momentum-changing thing where you've got this bit of silverware and, and uh, we can go on from there? I, I gen- do you know what, Rich? I, I genuinely do. And I don't know if I'm just caught up in the euphoria of of, of winning the final, but I, I genuinely think it, it, it will. And um, I thought that before the game as well. I thought mm. this was going to be a, a critical point in our season. Um, if we'd have lost, it'd have been, oh, here we go again. And there's just a, a, there's a chance that just every sort of inch and ounce of momentum and enthusiasm would have just deflated out of the, the, the club and the fan base. Um and I don't think, you know, a single game will probably matter as much in the terms of the fortunes of our season as, as this will. Um, now that we've, now that we once we got there and we knew that we were going back to Wembley and you know everything else that's gone on before, it's, it's a, it was literally two sides of a coin. It was either going to be more of the same in what we what we, we've experienced for years and years and years, um, or it was going to be we break the curse and now all of a sudden people are thinking well fuck it you know if we've won in Wembley for the first time in 40 odd years 50 years um why can't we go and win promotion why can't we now go on and win the league mm-hmm. and that i think that if if people who listened back or or, or stuck around for the Luca 9 interview yeah. i think that's exactly what mm-hmm. he was saying mm-hmm. it's not just about today and winning that final and getting that trophy which is all all brilliant and as we said right at the top, everybody should be celebrating and uh, and screaming from the rooftops about it. Um, but just the catalyst that this could potentially be for the rest of the season, the, the what, t- 13 games or so that we've got left um, of this season, um, you know, it could just snowball out of control. And, you know, we we could go next 13 games unbeaten now, mm-hmm. in my opinion. We can't it's going to wrong. give them such a lift, isn't it? Like, you know, you can just look back on that. Oh, I've, we've won this trophy. I mean, you look back two years ago, you know, we, we got beat off Portsmouth and, you know, we all had a good day out of Wembley. We were all like, it didn't, it didn't really matter. But we were all hurting, weren't we, you know, mm. after that Portsmouth. And then, you know, our form kind of went off a cliff after then. Mm. We, we, it was kind of the hangover of it. And, you know, I thought Jack Ross got a lot wrong in that game and got a lot, you know, wrong towards the end of the season. Whereas now we've won that. Yeah, enjoy tonight. But, you know, Lee Johnson will have them back on the training pitch on on. Monday or Tuesday, whenever it is, they'll go back on. And it'll be start again. It'll be project restart, exactly the same again. And you know what? I, what Bramber says there, you can, you can see us now going on another good run now with that momentum. Because you can just tell the confidence. Once we'd scored that goal, you know, today, the confidence in the players just to pass the ball around. I mean, the last 10 minutes, I wasn't worried at all. Because we just mm, kept yeah. trying to make away from, you know, once once we got that um, Taylor Black or Blacker Taylor uh, doubled up, we were just comfortable and it, it, we had a couple of more chances after then as well, didn't we? So the, the lift this will give the whole club, especially after what's just happened, we've got the new owner in, we've got new manager in, you know, we've, we're starting again, you know, that you can tell with all that the football's got better off the pitch, it's got better. And for now, I can just see a bright future for this football club. You know, I can see this it's, football club just getting back to where we belong now. And I couldn't it say that. It feels like a different club, doesn't it? Exactly, It just feels yeah. like a different football club right now. Yeah, you couldn't have said that, you know, this time last year when COVID yeah. hit and we couldn't get any, we never got mm. any football. We were all thinking we are going to be stuck in League One forever. And now, in the, in the space of, what, three, four months, we're, we're revitalised, you know. We're, it's, it feels like being Sunderland again, if you know what I mean by that. Yeah, you know, yeah. it really if, does. It feels like, and I know it's been said before, but it's worth reiterating, really, it does feel like the Roy Keane season when he came in and transformed mm-hmm. our fortunes. It feels like some of those seasons in the late 90s that us three all remember, given our age, um, under, <laughs> under um, Peter Reid, where you know there was just that sense of, not entitlement at all, but expectation. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we expect them to go out and put in a performance that'll get them the result. And and I wasn't 
overly nervous before the match that we wouldn't get the result. Obviously, through, halfway through the match, I was like a nervous wreck, quivering, <laughs> quivering nervous wreck. But I think Shit, before I'd expected it. slept or anything. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> there was people waking up in the middle of the night. I saw some midnight. I don't know who was in charge of our Twitter feed at four o'clock in the morning, but they couldn't <laughs> sleep either. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it really does feel like turning that corner. It was nice to hear. Um, as well, Lee Johnson credit in the players who weren't on the pitch as well. I thought mm-hmm. that was really, really yeah. good. You know, that's top. It's including them. It was lovely to see before, during and after the game, people like Deion Sanderson, people like Aidan O'Brien um, on the balcony, you know, really uh, Carl Winchester as well. And I think Jordan Jones was up there and a few others, Bailey Wright, were like, cheering the lads on, leading, you know, some songs, I think, at the beginning, it looked like, mm. and really enjoying the day and enjoying being part of the club. And it should be like that. Being a Sunderland yeah. player should be enjoyable. It shouldn't be onerous. It shouldn't, like, weigh down on on players. It should lift them along. And I just can't wait to be back now. Like, yeah, today yeah. has just got me, like, right, you know, yeah. properly, like, motivated to make sure that I'm at that first game back at the stadium or like whether it means I have to take a day off work and travel 400 you know 400 mile there and back I'll I'll do it because I just want to be there with the lads after that because they're top yeah it's the it's the first time in for and god knows how long rich I can't remember the last time where you you, you just see players looking happy and looking mm-hmm. pleased with being in each other's company and fighting for mm-hmm. each other and playing for each other and you know I, I can't remember the last time. When was the last time we saw that? You guys, because I, I can't. I can't remember. You, you're going um, back to that, like the Allardyce, you know, last game against Everton. That's the last time you, right. you can kind of think, yep. oh, like we're going to be all right. You know, I, I mm. felt that when, when Allardyce kept us, oh, we're going to be all right now. And obviously what's happened since then has happened since then. But now looking at that today, you know, we've lifted the trophy and, and you know, the smile on every single one of them, of, of the players, you know, even the, even the young lads who... You know, Benji can be over the first one getting his medal, bless him. Smiling <laughs> yeah, his head off, fucker. you know, you know, just like laughing the heads off and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to be all right now. I do feel that way, that way. I hope it's not another false dawn, but you know what? Fuck it, you know what I mean? It's just, it like, feels just, different though, Anthony. It, does, it? it feels yeah. different this time around, yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. does. And even like, like, like I've said, like we're saying, like from last year, from from like having Phil Parkinson taking draws against Gillingham has been good results, and now we've got. We're just, we've got a manager in there who knows... You know, I wrote an article about this this week. We've got an art, a manager there who knows that second best is not good enough for Sunderland. And that's mm. it's so refreshing and so reassuring as well to have that. And he's turned, you know, a couple of these players into, you know, really good players. Look at Charlie White now. From what he was at the start of the season, you know, he couldn't he couldn't win a header. He was giving fouls away left, right and centre. And now he's one of the top scorers in England. And you're like, where's this come from? And it's... It's got massive, massive credit to, you know, Lee Johnson first and foremost and everyone, every back staff, every backroom staff, sorry, and, you know, just everyone behind the scenes who have, have given us this lift and every single one of those players, like what Lee Johnson mentioned, just, uh, they've been phenomenal since the turn of the year. They've been absolutely excellent, you know, and yeah, fair but... credit. And it can only go one way now, I think. It can only go one yeah, way. Yeah, if you think about, if you think about how, how much those players seem to be enjoying themselves mm-hmm. and how, how kind of good, high their confidence is and, and how much they seem to be enjoying themselves, just imagine how, how much more they're going to be lifted when there's 30,000 in the stadium and like, all in this sort of mood that we're in tonight yeah. today, trying to cheer him on. Yeah. It's, it's well, can you imagine sitting moment. in that dressing room there, Bummer and Rich, right? And, and you're like, you know, there's five minutes to go into the kickoff, and you're seeing Dion Sanderson and O'Brien singing Sunderland songs from the from the box there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that's just going to give you that instant light lift, yep. isn't it? You know, and yep. that wouldn't have happened, you know, these years ago. That wouldn't have happened because there was, there was players here who, who did take the piss, you know, and yeah. who were just here just for like the last themselves. paycheck and things like that. You know, they didn't get what Sunderland is about and you know seeing a lad on loan from Wolves singing singing songs and you know jumping up and down because because he's at Sunderland you know what I mean and that just gives you that such a reassuring feeling that you've got people yeah. on board who know what this club is all about you know and right. that's just it can only go one way from now you know it really can right well Dion is a massive lads fan <laughs> this, this time next year <laughs> 
Um, so let's go into some player ratings then. We can take our time over them. We can also be very generous because we've just won the first trophy that we've won in, the, <laughs> in 48 years. And, you know, like like uh, Ant said, I, I got emotional just seeing them lifted up. I think it's worth saying that again. <laughs> like I was I had a good few tears in my eyes because I never thought I'd see it. All right, it's the nah. it is, they said it's a small trophy. It's actually bloody huge. I quite exactly. like it. Yeah. Massive, yeah. isn't it? It's a proper one. It looks it's like quite the old nice trophy. Pop trophy. It's massive. Never mind. <laughs> 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 but then people look going and get a man on the match plaque, which is about two Matt inches way. tall. Bless him. It looked like it looked like it'd been made in D and T by me in nineteen ninety eight. But anyway, um, right. So let's go into some player rating, shall we? So um, I'll. You know what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be traditional. I'm gonna take Lee Burge because I want to give him credit. I've said very a noble of, of you, mate. You know he made say, he, multiple saves. They had five shots on target and nothing got past him. He took crosses. He looked reasonably commanding. I think one he dropped it out of his feet, but he gathered it pretty quick. And even you know before he was tested, he was reading the game. He was coming out clearing balls that were mm. you know put into dangerous areas. And I think. Because of the fact that his contribution on forty-seven by saving that that shot, which I thought was a certain goal when you know when he took it, I'm I'm going to give him a nine because it's it's as good as a goal, it's as good as a the key pass. So I'm giving him a nine, and I'll come to you and for Max Power, the captain. Yeah, um, he gets a seven for his second half performance. Really, like what Bombers just mentioned, I thought he got a little bit of a ride in the in the first half off their winger, but his passing, especially in the second half, was a lot better, you know, for forward passing, you know, trying to get early crosses into the box as well. Um, and, you know what, you get to mark just for that brilliant professional foul right at the end when Black had got oh. away from him. You know, he got an extra mark for that. That's just like, you know, typical max power. It was fantastic. But just to see, you know, again, what we're saying, you know, from, from when power came at Sunderland and he started off like a house on fire, you know, got them uh, red cards and, at the start of this season, I was happy for him to go, to be honest. But his last few games, and he's took on that captain's armband in the last few games, and he looks a real, real leader. So, you know, fair play to him. And, you know, again, out of position, but, you know, he did he did well, kept a clean sheet, so he gets a seven. Yeah, so, um, Bomber, um, uh, we've got Tom Flanagan. Uh, it's a bit of a difficult one, because I think he, he obviously he, he came off injured, um, which I'm not as much as it might sound horrible, I'm not necessarily that gutted that, that if he mm. has gone off with, with another injury, because I thought actually Conor McLaughlin did an, a, a fantastic job back there, but he did he did look uncomfortable. I don't know if that's because mm. of the lack of football he's played recently, um, but he did look particularly uncomfortable. Um, Luke and I had to bail him out a couple of times. Mm. Um, the one I do want to pick out was just the one where Luke kind of just nonchalantly headed it back to Lee Burge with like... A, tenth of a second's reaction mm. um but yeah i mean he again he's part of a of a back line that that did keep a clean sheet for his part and the, the, the and i'm not gonna and uh, you know mark anybody down um too dramatically having one and keep kept a clean sheet so it'll just be a standard six for for flanagan there's nothing really much more to say on it yeah, that was quite generous but uh there you go <laughs> <laughs> we have one I and mean, it did say it'd be yeah. generous <laughs> Um, so it comes to me uh, for his uh, centre back partner, um, who who got Sky's man of the match, Luke Nine, um, solid, just calm, collected, dominant in the air that he had, like he has been. I mean, when you look down the list of attributes for a central defender, and then you see him executing all of them week in week out, and getting better and better, you just think this lad. I mean, he's going to take some shifting. He's going to. Mm-hmm. How how is anyone going to displace him? Um, I've given him an eight. I think I'm probably being a bit harsh. Um, I think you are. Oh, you give I give him a nine. A nine. Well, I, you know what? I've just yeah, amended my nine, nine to an eight, and I'm getting tall ten. ten by you. So let, ten. go on then. I'll Full go ten. with Lee Hendry. I'll go with a nine. I was, I, just, <laughs> I was just I was just thinking he wasn't that much above some people I've given sevens mm. so maybe I need to revise everyone up a bit so yeah <laughs> a nine for Luke or nine and um, we come to who, whose turn is it is Ant Ant have I got, got, got McFadden you've got Callum McFadden <laughs> and be nice because I thought he was class yeah agreed you know what he was actually very very good defending today which 
Um, I've, yeah. I don't think I've ever said that about McFadden in my life. You know, he, he lost the ball in the first half. He lost the ball with a really, really terrible pass and then mm-hmm. ran acres to get it and got a really bad kick in the face to, you know, mm. to come up. But it was a superb tackle and he, and he took the hit. He knew he was going to get it and he took it. Um, second half, again, he was very, very solid. Um, so I've, for the first time ever, I've given him a seven. So, you know what? Fair play to him. But he was he's took on another a good performance from from Tuesday night against yeah, Portsmouth. Back, yeah, back, back to back, so credit to him. You know, I mean, we've written him off, and you know what? He's not going to be here next season. But he's probably going to be our first choice left back till the end of the season because obviously Vaughan isn't isn't in favour at all. So you know what? Fair fair play to him. He's done well today. So no, he's complete, got seven. Completely, yeah. completely agree. I think uh, a seven is is absolutely fair. So um, Josh Scowen for you then, Bomber. Yeah, so Josh Scowen's another one that's difficult to kind of comment on. Really, he 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 did. It was a typical Josh Scowen performance, which he he does go underappreciated. I think in large sections of the fan base, he does go massively underappreciated. Mm-hmm. His energy, his work rate is just constantly nipping at the heels and, and turning um, strikers and midfielders back towards their own goal. Um, you know, he doesn't do, he's not a flair player. Um, so he won't get the credit that he probably deserves and people will, people will criticize him, but to, he did, he did most of that work in the center of the midfield, particularly in that first half. Um, and I think Grant Ledbetter can thank him for a a little bit for some of the work Mm -hmm. rate that he did put in there. Um, so it was, it was, it was a seven, it was a solid seven for, for me, for Scarron. Like I said, he'll always struggle to get much more than a seven because he's not that flair player, but it was a very, very good performance for me, from him. I literally had one word written down for him for the entire match, which is industrious. You know, he, yeah. he, 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 you need someone like that. The yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. totally, totally. But, you know, because there wasn't much more to say about his performance because that was how he was all the way through it. Um, seven's fair enough. He I've runs got, his tits um, off, like, doesn't he? Like, runs God. his tits off. Like, for, for 90 minutes, he does not yeah. stop running. Fair, fair play. I mean, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, but t- today, like what Bombers just said there, he got led bit out of a lot of uh, tricky situations, mm-hmm. really. Um, so, well well done to him. Um, I, you be... know what? I can see with with um, Josh Scowen, if, I don't know, if, if he just, uh, if he scores one screamer from about 25 yards out, I can see it transforming him as a player. Mm-hmm. He just—he he looks yeah, like yeah. a player who just needs that moment needs that where ball, he really he? contributes, or he really—you know—he puts in a, a fantastic ball, or he, or he bangs one in the top corner, and it'll completely change his game because he seems to get to twenty yards and then have to pass sideways, even mm-hmm. when the well, when Parky it's didn't think he was a right winger, mind. Well, there's that, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll take Grant Ledbetter, and I think you're right. It, 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 um, Scowen's performance did kind of mask a little bit of Grant, who looked a bit um, like he'd just come back from injury. Uh, and and the game seemed, to, I thought, seemed to pass him by a little bit. Um, in the first half in particular, I think he got, yeah, he got run past too, too quickly, he, um, bypassed too easily, basically. Um, I thought he struggled to cope a little bit with Feeney, who I give a shout out. I thought was excellent for them today as well. I thought he was really influential in the game, um, but he did get some good blocks in. And I'm going to give him a six. You know, it's not his fault. He's just thrown back into the team um, for a, for a cup tied player. So um, yeah, six for Leadbitter. So we come back to um, Ant for uh, Lyndon Gooch. You get the goal scorer. Yeah, um, amongst probably every Southern fan watching the game, I wanted him off at half-time because he just wasn't he wasn't performing mm-hmm. well. I, I still thought he was carrying that injury that he had against, um, I can't remember the bloody game now, Swindon. Um, so I thought he was carrying that injury, but second half, thought he played really, really well. Took took the finish, took the goal. I mean, that is a great finish. You know, it's a great ball mm-hmm. by Adam McGeady, but he's still got a hell of a lot to do there. And he sees the keeper coming, gives the keeper the eyes, Keeper starts going down, lifts the ball over the top of him. And you know what? For a kid who's been here since he was 10 years old, there was only probably Grant Lepper I'd want to score more than Lyndon mm. Gooch today. You mm. know, I'm really, really tough for him because he's been through the, the mill with us as well. He's been a Premier League player for us. He's come down and everything like that. You know what? Well done, Lyndon. I'm, I'm chuffed to bits for you. Um, but he gets a seven, you know, and that was a massive rise from his first half performance because yeah. he was he, he was very very low for me in the first half but he got a seven um yeah just you know well done well done you know really really good finish 
Yep, I think seven's fair. I'd written one word, poor, and then another <laughs> word, goal, in yeah. massive letters. <laughs> I'd goodness. written another word for poor, but a really bad swear word for the, <laughs> for the first half. <laughs> But um, but yeah, uh, again, he's another player who you know he's 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 had uh, a muscle injury recently, and it's just you know it's good to see him on the pitch, good to see him finish like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you get uh, Ian McGeady, bomber. Mm. Yeah, okay. So um, it, I was actually I was quite frustrated by McGeady first half because it, it looked just looked like he was trying. I mean. It, it's difficult to criticise. It looked like he was trying too hard, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like when he was on the ball, he looked like he was trying to force passes. You know, he had two or three shots from about 25, 30 yards away, which never really troubled the keeper. And every time, like something didn't, a pass didn't quite go off or a, a shot didn't quite come off, you could see it looked like he had the weight of the world on his shoulder. He was just looking up to the heavens, kind of swearing at himself, kicking himself. And I just wanted him to kind of just just relax a little bit, and he, and he did that in the second half. You know, he was getting a he was getting the ball in one on one situations, and you know, doing the the little tricks and step overs that he does with his feet to buy himself half a yard of space to get crosses in. Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a vintage McGeady performance that we've been been used to seeing over the last few weeks. But but by God, what what a pass! <laughs> what a pass! Um, I mean that's that's Premiership standard and yep. and, and beyond mm-hmm. that 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 the vision for that pass and to 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 get the weight on it as well, mm-hmm. um, just absolutely fantastic. So you know it it seven seven or eight I think I think probably just for that pass alone bumps him up to it to an eight, um, which you know considering I just said it wasn't a vintage McGeady performance just shows how well he's been doing the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I really well, hope Phil Parkinson was watching that today and yeah. saw that pass. Because yeah. for leaving him out the team for the end of a year, you want to be absolutely ashamed of yourself, Mr. Parkinson. You know, oh, oh, he's a bad egg. Right, fair enough. You know what I mean? Just, just, yeah. oh, nah, let's, let's not talk about Phil Powell. <laughs> so we're happy, aren't we? But I just hope he yeah. watched that game there and just thought, what the fuck did I do that for? Yeah, he <laughs> realises that actually he hasn't got a job anymore because of his actions and <laughs> primarily because he left McGeady out mm-hmm. the team. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, I, uh, I, I agree. I think McGeady had a a pretty average game for for him and it, and it was looking a 6 or 7 from me and that 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 pass was worth two or three marks on its own so i give him mm-hmm. a 9 personally i thought i thought when you when you your bit of quality is what wins us a trophy you deserve a, a top mark yeah. um mm-hmm. so we've got chris Maguire. who is it it's me is it you yeah yeah so um thanks for keeping me on track here, like, after a, after a few beers. Um, so I thought Chris Maguire, I thought it was unfortunate to come off because I thought he was actually reasonably good. I thought he was better than Lyndon Gooch for much of the game. Um, he, had a, he, he was the only person prepared to take a shot in the first half um, on occasions. Um, but in the end, really, his final product was missing. He was subbed off on 62, and I give him a six. Um yeah, which I don't know what you think about that, but um, it was a bit of an average yeah, mark. No. Yeah, I think a six was, would, would have been would have been fair enough. Um, I think I was more kind of not necessarily surprised, but I think Maguire will probably be happy that he started the game. You could tell he was disappointed to have come off, um, and I think everyone was kind of scratching their heads a little bit. But mm. you know, second half, if you if you if you just take the second half, him and Gooch were much of a muchness in terms of their performance, but then Gooch got the goal. Mm. So. Mm. Absolutely. So, um, and you've got um, Charlie White. Yeah, um, the first half again, like pretty much all the front four, very quiet, but I didn't think, I thought a slight criticism of Maguire um, I didn't mention was he never got to help Charlie as much as what, you know, Aidan O'Brien kind of does. Um, so I thought like that was that was missing from him. And then in the second half, me, me, I kind of like, I doubt it was Charlie Wake from the start of the season giving away some silly fouls, but then in after we scored, he, it was the same with, with probably everyone. He just got that lift, and then he did mm-hmm. really well. Um, he won a header and then ran on to win another header to release Diamond when Diamond went through, and we thought we had a penalty. He was excellent there. It was superb mm-hmm. forward play by Charlie. Took some knocks as well. I mean, he was bleeding out of his head. You know, he's, he, you know what, I kind of, you know what I feel about Charlie White, lads. You know what I mean? I've said it all season. I'm not going to mark him low today, even though for his standards, he was probably, you know, quiet, a little bit poor from his standards. But he's he's got a seven just for that, you know, that double-headed set up down. I thought that was superb from player. 
They're really, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I completely, completely agree. Bomber, are you in agreement on that? Yeah, yeah. He was a different player. Once we scored the goal, as Ant said, when, he, when we scored and got that little bit of a lift, and in particular, I thought, I think when Diamond came on, he was a different player. He was probably a five before that, and mm-hmm. he, he turned into a seven um, post, uh, post that. So. Mm. so, who have you two got as your man of the match then? Ant, I'm going to come to you first. Who, who's your man? Are you, are you not doing the subs? Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Um, yeah, the subs. <laughs> Sorry, I've got it listed in the way that I used to. Um, so, yeah, the subs. So, there were two subs used during the game. Conor McLaughlin came on on uh, 42 minutes after Flanagan's injury. He almost scored on 76 minutes as well um, with a with a, uh, a flicked-on header. Um, I, I, I actually thought he came on and was really solid. Uh, obviously, hasn't got the kind of ball-carrying skills of Dion Sanderson, but still, I give him a, I give him a seven... And Jack Diamond, I give a seven as well because I thought he gave that outlet, that pace, that kind yeah. of um, directness. He almost, you know, almost won a pen. It was actually a really good tackle, um, and uh, and just give us that outlet, that bit of pace that took the pressure off in the last few minutes. So I thought yeah. it was really, really, he, really good. Diamond gave Di- Diamond. I just wanted to to pick up on Diamond because I genuinely think that when he came on, it changed the the outlook for yeah. us uh, and the way in which we played. It, it allowed us to. To to basically play Trammy at their own game, mm-hmm. uh, and that that oh. counter attacking threat. You know, he, I think he did two two really really good one runs. One should have been uh, one he ran through into the box and kind of got got a bit of a, a shot away. And the second one he gave he, he won that free kick mm-hmm. uh, about twenty five yards out, um, and that was just from him being something different and picking the ball up and just driving with it um, with pace and with with purpose. Um, and we we didn't see that for the preceding. 60 minutes before he came on and actually did that so yeah full credit to Diamond there <laughs> lovely so um, let's come to Lee Johnson then oh no let's come to man of the match then <laughs> See, honestly four beers down this is not how to podcast anyone out there is listening um, yeah man of the match um, who did you go for then Ant uh, Luke on nine um, I'll give him a 10 to be honest in my ratings thought he was you know, absolutely superb centre-half performance from a centre midfielder. You know, he was putting the head in, he was getting blocks, he made so many blocks uh, when Trammy ended to get on top. Um, a couple from corners that was superb. Um, I just thought he was absolutely phenomenal. You know, I thought that was mm-hmm. probably his best game in a red and white shirt and he's had so many. You know, you know what, any message to Lee Johnson for listening, tie that man down for a long-term deal because he, is, he just epitomises what Sunderland is at the minute. Superb. 10 yeah, out of 10. Need, needs three years, at least. At least at three least, years, yeah. At least. You know? keep, long term as me. well. I mean, long term as well, I'd make him captain, you know. I really would. I absolutely adore Luke O'Neill. And he was. Yeah. He's got, and he's again, got everything. But again, playing out of position, I had Flanagan, you know, and, and Bomber mentioned this before, he got Flanagan out of trouble twice. He looked a more accomplished centre half than a centre half. Yeah. Playing centre half yeah. and. And then McLaughlin comes on and, you know, that's another partner he has to play with. And mm. them two in the second half were superb, I will say that. And But I just thought, you know, literally a, a perfect centre-half's performance today. Absolutely phenomenal, Luke O'Neill. Very difficult to argue with Bomber. Have you got anyone different? No, no. And I can't really add too much to, to what Ants just said. But yes, for me, it's Luke O'Neill, the man's an absolute god. He can't <laughs> do any wrong. Um, he doesn't lose. He's, you know, he's not the biggest, but I've never seen. Don't think I've ever seen him lose a header. Mm-hmm. He puts his body on the line once again. <clears throat> that there was a ball that went out to the back post, and it looked like a Tramia player was going to get on the end of it. Mm-hmm. He's put his body on the line, slid in, blocked the shot. Mm-hmm. You know, he he just he'll die for his teammates out there. He, mm-hmm. he puts himself on the line t- all the time, and it's not an easy thing going from centre midfield to centre back. People think that it probably that it is, and you know, you're just there to defend, kick, head the ball away. And and I'm not saying that it, you know there are levels to this, but Jordan Henderson's a prime example of a centre midfielder who struggled to go back and and play centre back, um, and it, so it just shows the kind of the the determination that O'Nine has to just mm-hmm. do it right and do everything he can for the for the team and for the club, um, and you know he, he fully deserved the, the well not just today the the previous game as well it's two two Sky Man of the matches in a row he's he's picked up so yeah he can't do any wrong. Yeah, I mean I. I... I'm not going to disagree with you. He's got man of the match. He's got two out of three. I gave it, personally gave it to Aidan McGeady 
for that moment of quality that won us the game, mm-hmm. won us the trophy. That, I think, for me, gets you man of the match. But I can't disagree with you. I love the man as much as you do, <laughs> completely. So that, that was, you know, completely and utterly agree with you. Now we do come to Lee Johnson after three attempts. Um, <laughs> so Lee Johnson, um, I, I'll give my comments on him first. Um, he waited just long enough to make those substitutions. Um, or or his uh, second half substitution because uh, if it was me I would have had Lyndon Gooch off about two minutes before he scored so that's why I'm not a football manager um, <laughs> I've given him I've given him an, I don't know what to rate him really I'm going to give him a nine because he's won us a trophy it should really be a ten but first trophy I just in thought, how many years Rich I know I just <laughs> thought the actual the level of the performance overall which is, is a bit of a you know, it comes into rating the manager. Mm. It was it was lower than our previous performances, but then it was a makeshift team. So I'm going to give him the nine for 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 that um, for that reason. Um, yeah. So I don't know what you's give him. Well, I, I I've gone with a nine as well for that for pretty much the same reason. You know, you can't you can't criticize his team selection because it you know. It's basically the t- the players that were out there were the players that he had available for selection, what with injuries mm-hmm. and um, bit people being cup tied, etc. Um, so he he put together a, a starting eleven and a squad that was as best as he possibly could, and it's we've won one nil, we've kept a clean sheet, and we've won a trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I f- from a substitute point of view. I can understand why he did it. Did leave it that little bit late, and you know, some people in our in our group chat were calling for more subs to be made and for Gooch to come off and for Ledbetter to come off. But I compl- at one nil, I completely get why he didn't because mm-hmm. the minute that goes to extra time, if you take a striker off or take an attacking option off to try and shore it up, and they get a goal, we're going into extra time and we're going into penalties potentially without an attacking pl- an attacking player who might have taken a penalty yeah. should it have come to that. So yeah. I completely get it. It's great game management from my point of view. So yeah, he's a nine for me as well, Rich. Yeah, and uh, yeah, nine as well. Um, one little tweak you did, I think, in the uh, second half was uh, let told Aidan McGee to go a little bit more central, and you can tell straight away that that just changed us. You know, Aidan mm-hmm. McGee gets that ball, puts a super ball in for Lyndon Gooch. You know, again, like what Bomber said, Bomber's literally just hit the nail on the head there. If he'd made the substitutions. At 1-0, and we take, say, Lyndon Gooch off, who can take a penalty for Sunderland to take Glenn Ledbetter off, who's Sunderland's penalty taker. You know, Maguire's already come off, who can take a penalty. Then you bring in these lads on, you know, you look at, like, you see, young Jack Diamond take a penalty in a high-pressure situation. That's going to be, you know, that's asking for trouble, really. You know, he managed that game superbly today, you know, knew what we were doing wrong. We did the wrongs right in the second half, won the game, he's won a trophy. You know what? Lee Johnson is... Superb for me, you know. Since he's took since yep. he's took over this club, he has been nothing short of superb. He knows what we were doing wrong in the past. He's got us playing this different brand of football, and I can see him being manager here for quite a long time. Should he get us promoted this season? I think he's very, very good. And he said that before. He said it in his um, interview. That's the start of his journey as a coach. That's his first mm-hmm. trophy he's won, I think. And the start of his journey, the start of our journey. Hopefully, it's a long. And um, you know, successful journey with Sunderland. You know, fair fair play to him. He's a very very good football manager. I I mean I cannot disagree with the word you just said. And I think you're absolutely spot on there. Um, and I guess Sunderland fan would say thank you to him for the energy that he's put in. You know, energy that he's brought to this club. And you know, a lot of people were skeptical. A lot of people are like, well, you know, he's, what has he actually ever done? Yeah. But I was one of them. I was yeah. one of them at the start. But my word, I mean, his management speak might kind of annoy people. I like it, personally. I, I think it actually it, yeah. shows that he thinks about the game <laughs> and he really does think about the game. And, you know, he's meticulous in his, in his preparations. And I think he compliments Christian Speakman and Kirill Louis-Dreyfus really, really well. And... And actually fits with some of the 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 big characters in our dressing room, the McGeeys, the O9s, you know, uh, are, mm-hmm. are obviously his kind of players, you know. And that's not even talking about the players that you know he's worked with before. I just think he's he's done a fantastic job, and he's got us a trophy, and he's got himself a place. Whatever happens now in the history of this football club, which goes yeah. back a hell of a long way, and you know, 
us three, we've been supporting this club for decades, you know, and honestly, just that moment of lifting the trophy. Um, yeah, I'm a bit emotional thinking about it now, to be yeah. honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, and on top of that as well, it's been really nice over the last couple of days to, to see the acknowledgement that's come from the national media about the, the fundraising efforts that have gone on in the background in the lead-up to this with the Sunderland Together campaign. And I don't think we can discount the Tranmere fans, you know, who are obviously not as numerous as we are for, for raising their share of, of, of money for charities and Merseyside as well. Um, and it's, it's fantastic. It's over 150 grand, you know, 200 grand altogether. Um, and just goes to show, like, the power of, of this football club and of Tranmere Football Club as well, because they are a proper community club. As we heard mm-hmm. Nicola Palios on the, on the podcast earlier yeah, yeah. in the week, you know, they're, they're doing it properly. I've no, nothing bad to say about Tranmere Football Club. I went there last year for the away game because um, it's an hour from my house. And it was a lovely evening out. All right. It was a terrible game of football that we won 1-0 with the Charlie White header. Um, but uh, <laughs> and celebrating in the background there. Um, but, you know, they're a great football club and bloody good luck to them, you know. And mm. I'd love to see them play them in the championship in a couple of seasons time or something like that because they the are Champions League then Rich well yeah sorry forgot about that <laughs> but you know you want to see them do well because they're a proper football club they're a proper community football club and they've done uh, you know they've done a, their fair share in raising the money for the Sunderland Together campaign which has been inspirational and hopefully yeah. this whole experience will you know push us on and now we can go we've got you know a dozen or so games and, 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 you know, we're going to win the league, lads, aren't we? <laughs> we're going to win the league, man. Yeah. We're going to win the what, league. Champions. Champions. <laughs> it's like what was put down, and I don't know if you've had a chance to read the programme yet, um, you know, that that was put on. And Lee Johnson's put that this could be the first game in our resurrection, you know, and, and yeah. when you're looking at where we were, you know, obviously through, you know, Stuart Donald and, and all that, and the club was... I mean, I've never been as low supporting Sunderland as what I was, you know, earlier this season under Parkinson, losing you know, games that we should be winning and stuff like that. And then just this new kind of, you know, everything's just fallen into place really nicely. I mean, we, I mean, I, I, we got this lovely letter off Kirill Louis-Dreyfus every season ticket order. And, you know, he, he's wrote on here, he says, like, you know, we will suffer setbacks, you know, and things won't, you know, go our way. And it's important just to get behind the project. And I think every fan now has got behind, you know, has got behind this project. I mean... Take what Rich just said there. I mean, we've we've raised one hundred and fifty thousand pounds for 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 charities for the for this online ticket thing. And Tranmere sixty thousand. I mean, that's that's it's unbelievable, isn't it? From like this is just like a this is a League One football club, lads. You know, this League One football club mm-hmm. doing that. And you know what? This is I'm going to talk too much now, but this is hopefully the start of the resurrection like what Lee Johnson says and yeah. um, we've been crying out haven't we we've been, we've been as fans and a, an entire fan base we've been crying out for a, a project to get behind yeah. and throw all our support and yeah. all our goodwill and all our encouragement behind and we haven't yeah. had that in so long so now that it looks like we have a, a, a legitimate project to get behind you know the only the only way is up surely to go yeah on. yeah it's, it's hard not to get too excited about mm. it just just from you know the what's happened the last few weeks of the results on the pitch, um, you know the team just looks unstoppable. To be honest, we you know the results are going our way as well. Where you know we're we're so close to in that top two. It's important now, you know we have to obviously to, you know take stocks. Important now to finish the job, but I can't see anything but us doing that now. And now that we have this, you know, you know project in place, and uh, you know uh, an owner that seemingly you know and, and since he's come in. Just has instantly got the club, you know. He's, I mean, he was, he was out there, you know, shaking hands with the players at full time and everything like that. I mean, he's, he just seems as if he's not going to take advantage of our support. And if he doesn't do that, and he learns the lessons that you know Stuart Donald made and you know Ellis Short made, and he learns those lessons and is rightly, you know, supported by you know his his staff and he's brought you know Sunderland fans in as well. Um, he will go a long, long way, and he will take us a long, long way with the infrastructure that we've got. And you know, it's just it's so exciting, and I've never been excited as excited as a London supporter for a very, very long time. You know, I'm 35 years of age now, and I've watched my team win a trophy for the first time. You know, 
I want to. I don't want to wait another thirty-five years to watch us, you know, win another trophy. You know, I've got like my nephew downstairs who's you know a little son and fan. You know what I mean? I want him to go through, you know, success what I haven't seen. You know, and I firmly mm. believe that this is the potential of us turning turning it around and. It's just un- it's unreal, and like I say, I'm going to stop talking now because I am going to cry. So um, <laughs> well, I think we should, I think I'm just going to stop. <laughs> well, you've got me emotional. I'm sure um, you know listeners are emotional as well. Um, <laughs> thinking about that and thinking about the potential of the club, there's very little more to say um, other than thank you, Bomber, for your time this afternoon. Cheers, Rich. Cheers, Rich. And thanks, Ant. And I think. It's time for us uh, to get a, a, a little bit more pissed, isn't it? Uh, get the rum out. <laughs> get, get the rum out. Absolutely. Away the lads. There we go. How are the lads? lads? Welcome, we everybody. Go. Congratulations, right. everyone. Ten Enjoy lads dressed in red. One lad wearing green. Up for the cup in London town. That's where I long to be. But I couldn't get a ticket for the game To see it on the telly's not the same All the lads and lasses, they were leaving at the station I couldn't get a ticket for the game As I laid in my bed I could lie and dream Dream a dream of a Sunderland boy Just thinking of the team but I couldn't get a ticket for the game to see it on the telly's not the same all the lads and lasses they were leaving at the station but I couldn't get a ticket for the game ten lads dressed in red one lad wearing green They climbed the steps And they took the cup For Bob, for them And me I couldn't get a ticket For the game But Sunderlanders won it Just the same All the lads and lasses They were dancing at the station I couldn't get A ticket for the game No, I couldn't get a ticket for the game. <laughs> Love it, George. Oh, I think it deserves a round after the hospital. Well done, George. Thank you. What a great way to finish. Thank you, George. Thank you very much, George. Cheers. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.